Welcome to the Inc. Productivity Tip of the Day. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Welcome to the Inc. Productivity Tip of the Day. Today's tip. If you want your business to succeed, get simple. From Joe Procopio. Like most entrepreneurs, I'm often guilty of adding unnecessary complexity to almost everything I do. It's an entrepreneurial trait that's so sneaky, I don't even have a catchy name for it, like complexity enthusiast or chaos enabler. If anything, we're overdoers. We overbuild, we overcommunicate, we oversell. It always seems like I'm adding value when I do it, but what I'm really adding is hurdles to a 100-meter dash. Even after a couple decades of learning from my mistakes, I still love to throw hurdles on the track. A few years ago, working with one of my mentors, I sent him a draft of a proposal I wanted to send to a large and strategically important partner prospect. The draft was three perfectly sculpted paragraphs, delicately worded to simultaneously explain our business, our value, and how we could make the partner exponentially more successful. He sent me back an edit of my draft that turned my three paragraphs into three sentences. And he was right, and I'll always remember the note he added to the bottom. You could probably lose that last sentence, too. Up to you. But even though I'm still occasionally guilty of allowing complexity creep, I figured out why it happens and how to stop it. I take comfort in the fact that almost all entrepreneurs suffer from complexity creep, and I've gotten better at it, but not until I figured out that simplicity is actually not an art at all. It's a necessary science. For almost all entrepreneurs, especially those of us who aren't business generalists, for example, I'm a tech entrepreneur, complexity creep is a natural phenomenon, not an intent. In other words, complexity creep will always happen unless you're proactive about keeping it from happening from the very beginning of everything you do. Complexity creep happens because all of us entrepreneurs are in the business of building something from nothing, which requires us to envision huge and complex final products before we take that first small and simple step. As we move forward, we're constantly tempted to jump a couple steps ahead, whether that's in what we're building into the thing, how we communicate what the thing does, how we sell it, or who we sell it to. Eventually, we wind up building a house of cards with a very fragile foundation. I learned how to stay simple because I learned, over and over again, that you can't fix complexity. Well, you can, but it's like surgery. Imagine building a house, not with cards, but stick-built. If you start with a strong, simple foundation, it's easier to build on top of it. 
If you start building big things on soft ground, before long you'll essentially be doing surgery on that house while it's standing. Let me say that again. Surgery on a house. Furthermore, you're always going to have to deal with limitations that result from the artificial complexity you've injected. As a technical entrepreneur, I'm a huge fan of elegance. I don't want to build quickly, and I don't want to build broadly. I want to build in the most efficient, flexible, and simplest way possible. I don't want to use 100 lines of code when four will do. I don't know why this doesn't naturally carry over to the rest of my business leadership, but it should because it's the key to staying simple. Actually, I do know why it doesn't carry over. Because outside of coding, I mistake cleverness for elegance. Elegance is the key to simplicity in business. And elegance isn't clever slogans or perfectly wordsmithed pitches or creative marketing tricks. It's minimum clicks. It's creating understanding, desire, and action in the least number of steps. It wasn't that my mentor had the sense to slash my three-paragraph email down to three sentences. It was the three sentences he chose. It was about communicating the most information to create that understanding, desire, and action using the minimum number of words. And now I wonder if I failed again here with this post. So let me get straight to the solution then. How does complexity creep happen and how do we avoid it? When I'm sliding down a complexity rabbit hole, I'm essentially responding to all the doubt in my head that creates dozens of outlier rejection responses that I'm trying to anticipate and eliminate ahead of time. I create complexity because I falsely believe that if you don't see everything, you won't understand anything. That's the difference between three paragraphs and three sentences, the same way it's the difference between 100 lines of code and four. Just as an entrepreneur must mitigate all the financial and time risk involved in creating something from nothing in a way that's never been done before, we incorrectly try to mitigate the risk of leaving opportunity on the table by trying to prepare for every outcome. This is why business generalists make good CEOs. They rely on faith in the company and the product to mitigate that risk. They'll say everything they need to say, but maybe not in that first email. So with every feature you build, with every sales call and marketing campaign, and literally every decision you make to build and grow your business, ask yourself, am I adding value or am I adding complexity? Then start slashing until that last sentence. That's ultimately your judgment call. That's it from Inc. Check back weekday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern for more tips. Spoken Layer. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.